0: Hello, and welcome to The Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about life, love, and entrepreneurship. Let's dish. That's Sarah Allipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And that is my amazing guest co-host, Taylor De La Fuente, um, who you may remember from several other episodes of The Wedding Dish. She is also the CEO and wedding copywriter behind Lemon Tree Editorial, um, and I'm so glad that you are here today with us. Yeah, likewise. Um, so we unfortunately do not have our little Frenchy friend Clouseau, the inspector with us today because he decided that he was going to go steal my spot in bed. Um, so he, uh. he went out of the room that I record in across the hallway. So you may still hear him snoring, who knows? Um, and, um, thank you all for, for listening. We have an amazing guest today. Um, she has a fabulous story about how she not only started her business, but also her wedding story. And I'm really, really excited to introduce you to the CEO of Cara Maureen Bridal Coaching, Cara Gassabay. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yay. Um, so let's dish. Yeah. Um, How long have you been in business now?
1: So it's kind of a funny story. I've always been sort of a side hustle life coach. I started in 2012, um, Coaching women around dating issues. I was super into the dating and breakup world um, while at the same time working at a nonprofit um, serving like under, underserved kids in DC, low income mothers, um, providing those kind of social work services, doing the fundraising and the management for that. And then on the side, I was working with my girls and the dating life stuff. So it was always a side hustle. And then, you know, fast forward to two years ago, um, it kind of made the leap into making it full time and switching the focus to the brides kind of having gone through sort of an interesting um wedding experience and always just having this funny feeling that I was going to be in the wedding industry, but like never really knowing how one of my first jobs was catering, working catering, you know? Um, And I just, I like was, a was like love weddings. I just was obsessed and like, the fact that, you know, I was like a teenager and I was cutting someone's wedding cake just like blew my mind. And I was just always very interested in that world. And and I saw a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of, you know, of that, you guys know, <laughs> the darker side and the underbelly. And I'm like, there's so much going on here. And again, it was always in the back of my mind. And then finally, I'm like, hold on there seems like there's this space, there's this gap in the industry, there's so much focus on this day, and this moment, and all this money, and all these people who are coming to help you have this amazing day, but like, who's helping you, like, with the drama, whether it's your inner drama of your anxiety, and you're just like, wow, this doesn't feel the way, like, I thought it was gonna feel, or it's like, I don't know how to deal with my mother-in-law, why is my best friend, like, acting like total not who we've always been so all these things start happening usually around this wedding planning time and brides don't want to like they don't want to say it to the wrong person because everybody's so invested right all your close people are usually in it with you and you don't want to step on toes and you also like the way our culture does it we put these brides on a pedestal and so if you feel like anything less than like beautiful and arrived and chosen and wonderful like there's no nice space always for that conversation. And so that's kind of what, you know, brought me. I'm just like, I feel like finally I'm finding my place, my skill set in my in the industry that I've always loved, but never figured out exactly how I was gonna work into. And so here we are. And of course, COVID happened and that got a little tricky, but we're plugging away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I really love that. And um one of the things that I noticed specifically in when you know we went through kind of the questionnaire that um goes into our show notes yeah. is you really talked about um the culture surrounding brides, so um tell tell me a little bit about how we put brides on a pedestal,
1: yeah, I just feel like just the way the whole when you look at sort of a wedding landscape out in. In culture, it's like the say yes to the dress and all the bridal magazines. It's very focused on the female, on the, on the woman. And and so many, you know, obviously all the fairy tales, it's like, what are we all going for? Or the like,
2: bridezilla, the opposite, right? Right. Out, well, like, that's the thing, the bridezilla. Yes. yes
1: couple. So all of the, right, like, all of the focus is, what are we making this woman about on this day so either it's oh, she's perfect and she's chosen and she's great and then we're gonna give her you know we're putting her in this wedding and then like wow what a B and like she's so picky she's unpleasant like and then everybody and then boom you fall down and so it's like it's that whole thing and so many brides you don't even see it coming and like so many people I think especially you know in the DC area and just getting married a little later like I was like I got this I'm gonna be fine. I have my head on straight. I know it's important. I know and yet you're it's almost like the wedding industrial complex sucks you in. You don't even realize it was like it was so many unspoken pressures. Not to mention so many dynamics are shifting right beneath your feet. Like I never thought, you know, relationship with friends or my mom. I mean, that was solid. Like and it was just, always very part, a solid part of our life. It was the dating stuff that was a more tricky or whatever. And then all of a sudden I went and that got like very complicated in a way that just only a wedding could do, right? Like only a wedding. Then all of a sudden the single girls are feeling like, well, what happens to us? Are we being abandoned? Where do we fit in? And, and making space for those issues. And, you know, your mother having, you know, what does it mean our family and their family and especially mine had the culture thing so it's just it's like you said there's the Godzilla myth that I just hate that princess myth like all of it just comes clashing together and like there's no way to win and it's so hard to like have a voice because people are just like you happy like this is what you want you get in what you want and,
2: and now it's toxic it's, positivity oh right. i I'm I'm loving this conversation already. This is like all of my favorite topics because I'm sensing, Kara, from you like a real feminist mission. That to me sounds like the thread between all of your work from the relationship coaching now into like the Mm. bridal coaching and assistant is like just how can we support women and make them feel like important and cared for and centered? Uh, I just love it.
1: Exactly, like it. It's funny because I'm getting, I'm getting some feedback. Like, you need to talk couples, 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 and I'm like, and yet it's really grounded me in exactly what you said. Actually, this is very gendered. This is very feminist. This is very much about the patriarchy and the cultural norms. And and like, I mean, just look at the Meghan Markle situation. And like, you guys, like, this is becomes a very female issue, and the only way forward I see is other women helping other women. I mean this is where I'm like, guess what? Like you get to feel like a whole lot of things about this. And you get to have a professional helping you feel like this. Because it's not only like get 16 facials and have the best hair of your life. How about you go in feeling like you know who you are, you're grounded in this decision. You feel like you know at just my whole Entry into it was like, why well, I had this beautiful day and feel like crap inside. I'm like, no, I want brides to just feel the peace and the beauty inside that they have created on the outside for their wedding.
0: I'm so with you on that. Um, And that that is an interesting piece. And Taylor actually has some expertise, as we all know, because she is a copywriter on the inclusivity piece. Um, Taylor, I would love for you to chime in on this conversation because, you know, as much as we do want to say couples for everything as a photographer, I say couples. I say, Mm -hmm. um, you know, person of honor and um, best person in my questionnaires. Wedding party instead of bridal party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm But this is sort of a different a different beast altogether. So I would love for you to just dive in on this and ask, like, you know, let's like flesh this out a little bit more. Yeah.
2: Well, so one of the questions that I get pretty much anytime I like do a podcast or, or host a workshop or something, inevitably, I always get this question, which is like, well, um, how do I like how do i know that i'm not leaving these people out and whatever and basically i i pretty much always have to clarify that inclusive language is if you don't know who you're talking to as soon as you know who you're talking to you should refer to them the way that they want to be referred to so for example like if you don't know who you're talking to maybe you're a wedding photographer like you sarah you say couples because you don't know is it the bride coming to you is it a groom coming to you is it Two people together as a couple looking at you at the same time? Is it a planner? Is it a mother, a sister, a whoever? Somebody is coming to you. You don't know who they are. So you say couple because you want to be inclusive. But Kara, like your business is specifically for brides. You are a bridal assistant, a bridal consultant, a bridal coach. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying bride, bride, bride everywhere because that's who you're actually talking to. You're allowed to say women. Like you don't need to be. Gender non-specific when you know that that's who you're talking to. So I I love that you you brought that up because I think weddings very stereotypically are feminine and they have a feminine feeling to them. People associate them with women and there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if that's who you're actually trying to help. So there's there's totally nothing wrong with saying like I'm I'm focusing on women because this is a gender specific issue and these women
1: need help. Right, I think that is. Then that's then that's just a funny thing when people are coming at me like, "You're not doing the inclusive thing," and and I'm like, and I'm like, "I love the feedback," and then I'm like, "Wow, it really got me really deeply rooted in the fact that this is actually it's because that that specific hetero theme, it's that storyline that's causing the suffering, and those people suffering because of that storyline are who I'm. You know, and yeah. I think almost some of the other populations are the teachers showing the way of like how things can be different in the writing industry. You know what I mean? The more we see other examples of the other narratives, I think it helps free these old totally. brides locked in this old normative pattern. I like, oh totally. my gosh. Totally.
2: And so many different cultures have different expectations for brides. Yes. Like, like some people yeah. believe that a bride should be a virgin before she gets married. And that's like a very strong belief that's inherently tied with, with marriage. And so now you're dealing with like sexuality and sexual expression. And then you've got some people who like some a lot of cultures still believe in and practice arranged marriage. And so there's like less of a say on on things. Some cultures have like, you know, four day long weddings and all of right. these different things. And like, there's that's bringing a whole different level. And there's, you're, I think you're still making space for all those different experiences. But I love what you're saying about how like the stereotype, the, heteronormative the the white the wealthy yeah. the mm. christian like all of these sort of stereotypical things about weddings are what's causing the problem and where mm. all of this mm. is starting and if we can just like lean in a little bit and say to those people who are living in that narrative you don't have to fit in this box right
1: mm. absolutely yeah.
0: And I personally am not a crier. I never in my life have cried so much as when I was getting married.
1: Yeah. I'm really And that's sorry. the other thing. It's like people just, so many people too in a life coaching water like, you can't pick a point in someone's life and try to target people when they're their happiest. You got to get them when they're down. I'm like what? Again, I hear you because it's like sort of bad business. Like, you know, it's like you got to get the girl who wants to get married but she isn't. She's in the pain. The engaged girl isn't in pain. I'm like, that's what, ask anyone who's already on the other side. It's just a similar thing with childbirth. It's like, no one tells you and then, you know, it's like that whole thing. And like, no one tells you when you get engaged, you're going to have a big mix of emotions potentially or weird rifts with relationships that are going to fall apart and like, it's going to be very, Um, disconcerting and stressful and that's the thing like I'm like it's the happiest wink wink time of your life are you kidding it's a huge life change any change is hard the change you wanted the change you planned for the change you begged for your it still hurts and it's hard and you deserve a guide to get you through it so that you are better prepared for a new chapter you've got to up level you have to like you know Yeah. Get a new operating system to be existing with two different families and relating to people. Married, the way it exists in our culture, it does change things. I mean, it does. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And it, it makes a big difference. I mean, the way that our parent, I mean, regardless of what we all want to believe in a lot of ways, the way that most of our parents operate is that they view your significant other as a different level of in a part of your family once you're married
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely Um,
0: do you think there's any positives to all of the
2: wedding drama is there anything that good that comes out of it
1: yes i mean that's definitely like my theory on this is like wedding drama is the map for like the best marriage prep ever so like whatever is happening that's why i'm like people sometimes get the wrong idea. They're like, Oh, you're not into the wedding. And I love the wedding. I think the day I believe in ritual, I believe in ceremony. I am just wedding obsessed. So I'm like, Oh no, you have your day, have all the things, but do not ignore everything that's happening in that planning process. Cause it's all these little hints and breadcrumbs that are going to map to then what's going to go on in your marriage. So like a lot of people just think, okay, I'll just close my eyes, grin and bear it, and get to the wedding day and then we'll just all be back to normal. And it's like, oh no. You needed like all the lessons that you're going to learn and the things that it's going to kick up about your own identity issues, about your relationships. The, all that stuff is trying to help you. Like wedding drama, it shows up to help you, to prepare you, to have you look within, have you have conversations you never thought you'd have to have. Like, that's why I'm like, yes to the wedding drama let's bring it out into the light let's talk about it let's normalize it so many people don't want to admit that they're having friendship conflicts big fights with their fiance, fallouts with their mother like weirdness with their mother-in-law because they're like that's so embarrassing and i just look cute at my shower and it's like all the things can be true we can hold it all in our hands at the same time it's difficult it's gut-wrenching there's grief there's loss but there's like new beginnings bigger families amplified love so it's like holding both and making space for both. And that's what I'm about. I'm, I just think wedding drama is the gift if you know how to use it. And that's what's hard on your own in your tears, like exhausted and stressed about budgets and this and that. It's hard on your own. And that's where I come in.
0: And you're all about you know confronting it yeah. um, and addressing it head on to build that skill set for then when you come out of this um that everyone is stronger and has even more love for one another yes which yes. i think is a really important thing you know conflict is the conflict doesn't stem from people wanting you to not be happy it's that they first of all some of it's cultural second of all some of it is that they want so much for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they impose things on you that you don't choose for yourself
1: exactly everybody wants to help like it's like everybody wants sort of a piece of you know that part i i remember experiencing that like just the referrals and the advice and the info and it's like and then the interesting thing happens certain personalities if you don't take their advice or their help or the referral they take that personally and like so it's like one of those things where everybody they just want to help you they just want you to be happy they want to be part of helping you and so it's it's a blessing you know and a bit of a curse sometimes how much people want to be a part of it and so you have to having to negotiate those boundaries and like learn how to have those conversations express appreciation while still being like i actually already have that part figured out or i can't afford that or whatever it is having those conversations and yet still having people feel valued that they want to be there and show their love. I
0: love that. It's very, it's a very empowering position that you're coming at, um, at, you know, coaching from.
1: Yeah, totally. Because I think so often the bride starts to like shrink, 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 and then just focus on like, let me just look good. Let me just look good. It doesn't matter if I feel like crap like it's going to be awesome on instagram and it's going to be worth it in the pictures and all that stuff but like photographers now like you know when you're photographing someone who's stressed beyond belief you know if you're photographing people who are like having conflict like the more we can clear that out and make space for the day to actually let the joy and the love come through the better the pictures turn out and the memories are you know yeah the
0: the worst is when I'm trying to take candid pictures and I can see everyone's in everyone's faces that they're actually in conflict
1: yeah.
0: um because it's like there's there the eyes are not smiling, mm-hmm. but the faces are over smiling mm-hmm. um and it's really hard to deliver those even if i I think they're good pictures like you can see it in the picture to me um so it's I'm very careful about um and that's something we ask in the questionnaire too. Is there anything um going on that we should know about in, you know, for right before we, we photograph a wedding? So if we know that you and your um or that your stepmom and your mom are in a huge conflict and haven't been in the same room for six months, um it's so helpful to know that information so yeah. that I'm not like, hi, how about you two stand super close? No closer, closer. Right,
1: <laughs> closer. Right, right.
2: It's amazing to me too, because I'm i a newlywed Kara, um, like four yeah. months ago. And so I just went through this myself in the middle of COVID on top of it, which was like an added level of stress. But it was actually really surprising to me the number of people who come to you with the, oh, I'm so happy for you. I want you to be happy. I'm excited. All, you know, let me give you advice, all of this. And then at some point it ends up being so stressful that they kind of forget that it's all about you and your partner who you're marrying and their their own preferences and their own needs come to the forefront. And I was, it was actually really surprised by that. And I feel a little bit like selfish even saying that because it's like, well, they should have been focused on me, but like, for example, um, and not to trash my mother-in-law because I love her to death, but on (gasps) wedding day, she came to where I was staying to get her hair and makeup done. All the moms did. And we were in a city that she's not from. So she wasn't familiar with it, but you know, she, we'd been there for a few days. She had a car, GPS, all that stuff. She could not find my apartment. And then when she found it, she couldn't find a place to park. And so she's like, can you help me park? I can't find a place to park. And I'm standing out on the street because I'm not going to ask the hair or makeup artist to do it. That's not their job. So I'm standing out on the street trying to flag her down. And she's like, well, I can't find you. And I'm like, I'm out here in my underwear. I am wearing a robe on the city street, like hair half done, no makeup on, like trying to flag you down. This is not what I should be doing on the morning of my wedding. And it's just, that wasn't the only experience. There were other, other family members who had other things similar to that. Um, For my husband too, like My husband was supposed to have lunch the day of our wedding um, with his dad and and my dad and my grandpa and my brother and all the boys were going to have lunch together because all the girls were together. And his dad just called him up like an hour before they were supposed to meet and said, I don't want to hang with the other guys. I just want to hang with you. And while I appreciate the sentiment that came from that, like it just threw off the plan for everybody else Mm -hmm. for the whole day. And so I love that you're focusing on like, let's actually make the bride and the whole bride the focus here, because you'd be surprised the people who kind of forget about that in the heat of the moment, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's, and that's one of the things I really try to work on with my brides is preparing them that like, weddings are weird weddings bring out a lot in people they bring out their own weird projections about what didn't happen on their wedding day or wanting to show closeness to you or or like people use it as a way to sort of gauge their like proximity to the you know to the couple and then they'll pull these weird like power moves of like oh will the bride come out and like find me and it's like this is not the time for that. But what I really work on is preparing brides that that is going to happen. So it's like, this is your day. And also be clear, it's not going to feel like that because here's what's going to, like all these, there will be so many subplots. And so what we're going to do is like, we're going to get the bride sort of um, mentally in a place where she can handle that and not let it ruin her experience because there's no way it's like whack-a-mole like you can't even know going in like you probably would have never guessed that like who who calls the bride when they can't I mean it's like when you sit here and think about it, it's like who does that and then we all just know in our minds it's like of course like uncle so-and-so is going to get hammered and do a thing or my sister is going to be more worried about her pantyhose than my, like there are just people's it's like anxiety revs up it's just a thing all people's issues just come right to the forefront and the bride is like gets all just like you said mixed up in it and pulled and like and so it's like how do you keep yourself in that day and so much of the work is preparing for that and how to like and how to like mentally not let it take over because it's so hard to be like walking down the aisle being like what the hell just happened? What is wrong with You know what I mean? And it can steal your, it can steal your moment from, you from anybody. I mean, the stuff that goes on is just unbelievable. And that's what we really work on. It's literally just, it's a lot of thought work and it's a lot of like, do you know how to get back to yourself? Do you know how to dismiss things? Do you know how to separate and make, okay, this is not about me. This is not personal. This, this is, you know what I mean? This is her stuff. This is, and and that's, But you're right. It's it's like your day, but it never ends up being that. It just doesn't. And so that. And I
0: think, yeah. In all fairness, like sometimes people get into that mindset of this is your day, so I want to call you for help. Right. Think about it from like, the user experience, for example, <laughs> or, like, what it would be like to be sitting, getting, like, your – like, one half of your face done with makeup and one half of your hair done and then you stand on the street in your underwear. Like, they just don't – they're thinking, like, okay, so this is the person I want to be here for and yeah. this is the person I love. So they just don't think about it. Like, I mean, it that – and it's so important to have that toolkit so you are prepared for it, so that you're not you know at my wedding, for example, I snapped at um one of my best friends from college who we only we didn't have very many people there, but she you know we only had essentially immediate family and people that felt like immediate family
1: right.
0: And I snapped at her because I was saying goodbye to my new in-laws and they wanted to go to the bar and they wanted to know why I wasn't ready to go to the bar but I was like hugging people and she was tapping me on the shoulder and I was like just go without me then yeah and it was I guess came off more aggressive than I had intended but it was like the fourth person that asked me I was exhausted mm-hmm. I was Emotionally drained. So having those, you know, those that toolkit, so that you're prepared for that, I think is such a great thing that you're
1: doing for people. Yeah, it's so. I mean, you can't, you can not predict, right? Like the things you think everybody else is going to be using their best sense, and they're just not. And and like you said, who is the bride? Some people think you're all the things at once. Like, well, you're the host, so people are like, well, I'm here for your wedding, so you got to help me park or i dropped my sweater or i don't know what to do you know what i mean or there's like the opposite where they're like i don't want to talk to the bride because she's busy and they're like well, i want to talk to you you're my friend you're so it's like people it's either they're rushing in awkwardly or pulling back too much and it's it's just really hard for people to get it right which is why if the bride if we can get the bride her mind managed and strategically i mean i'm talking to a bride right now who it's like i know one of my bridesmaids is gonna like end up in tears and like then the other bridesmaid said, don't worry, I'll go take care of her. She's like, and so then where does that leave me? You know what I mean? So she's like, it, and so that's, it's like, so we're trying to like get ahead of it, have some of the conversations, get some of the angst out. And and so it doesn't, you don't know, just have that time, like that time bomb, just like waiting to go off with your nearest and dearest people. But it is, it just brings up so much stuff for people. <laughs>
0: It really does. Um, well, we are going to take a super fast break and we will be right back with um, my lovely co-host Taylor um, and Kara and we'll we'll be right back on The Wedding Dish. And we are back. Thank you all for joining us and tuning into The Wedding Dish today. I'm Sarah Alipin, your host. I have my guest co-host here, Taylor De La Fuente. And we have Kara Gaspé, who is um, the brilliant woman behind Kara Maureen Bridal Coaching. Thanks again for being here with us today. Um, let's dish. Yes. Absolutely. So Kara, so, so um, I know Taylor had a few things all of she these... wanted to ask.
2: Go ahead. Yes. Yes. So Kara, I know um, I'm, I'm just reflecting on all of the things that you were talking about, all of these points. And it sounds like you've probably learned some of these from experience. So are you married? What was your wedding experience like? And did anybody help you when you were the bride?
1: Yeah so um definitely my wedding experience I got um, married in 2014, December of 2014. So um that going through that experience definitely gave me the nudge I needed to sort of shift my business focus from dating to brides um, I was one of those people who always wedding obsessed always wanted to get married like total life goal and it sort of took me a long road. I met my husband at 33, got married at 34. And um, I just thought, you know, I've been in the self-development world and social worker, like all the things, I just thought this is going to be a breeze. And I've always been sort of like a peacemaker, and a mediator. I'm the second of six kids. So like, I'm always making things work for people. And so when I met my Persian husband, I was like, this is cool. You know, it's very different culturally. I was raised, you know, we're an Irish family, we're raised Irish Catholic. And so I was like, oh, this will be kind of different and interesting. And I just didn't really realize how how intense the cultural aspect would be and what just because what's under it is like all of these unstated assumptions and expectations. So his mom, total, like, okay, we're having a Persian wedding. My mom thinking, okay, we're having an Irish Catholic wedding. And I'm like, Oh dear, hold on. And so then it was like this whole idea of like, how do you do both and combining? And, and I was really, I was really about, you know, then it was, maybe we'll do two different things so that everybody can get their, sort of agenda or their vision accomplished and for me what was really important was the bringing it together and like let's let's see if we can make this into one day and one ceremony and so um the challenges that that brought up and mostly what it was it was just like all of the you just the moms the what the moms bring forth from like they're just watching you grow up for all these years. They've thought about this day, and like you forget because again you're like, "Well, it's my day," and like if I'm willing to be flexible, then so should you. Well, you don't realize well maybe that means something to your mother if she's giving up her vision of what it would be like and feel like on this day, and she's going to be experiencing a cultural aspect that she's really unfamiliar with, and so maybe that's going to take a minute for her to digest. Or and the same for my mother-in-law. She's like, "Why? Why don't we just do?" what I've always dreamed of and what I'm really good at and what I think is so that sort of having two really strong, wonderful mother figures but coming at it with real different um frames of references and 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 how important I just also didn't realize it. There's such an identity piece with families on that wedding day. Like, again, it's one of those things where you're like, wait, I thought this is just like me and my husband and our love, but it's really becomes a little bit more of like this tribal aspect of like, well, I, I need to see our family represented in details and in guest lists and in food and in music. Like it needs to feel like us. And then, and so it's like that part, I really, and that, and so I think that was my wedding was a bit of the tug of war between the two sort of cultures and strong mothers and um, how to sort of bridge that gap. Um, and that's what caused a lot of stress. I mean, we got married a year and a day since we met. So we didn't give anybody a lot of time to like, yeah, we didn't give anybody much time to. So there's also, I'm sure underneath that was just, just plain fear of like, is this too fast? You know, and that people that love you and care about you, like, that's an intense thing. I mean, uh and then, and my husband and I we were like, we get it. You know, he was 40 when we got married and I was, so we were like, we took a long road, but also a quick, you know, at the end, it was really quick once we found our person, but we felt really confident and calm, but you can't, you can't force other people to catch up with you in that way. So it's like, again, making space for like people to have their narrative and their side conversations and their guesses and their speculations. I mean, that's a lot for a lot of people to catch up with and not taking that personally and not taking that in. And how do I, you know what I mean? And then also what parts of my day can I, I had to really just be like, what part of my day do I want to let go? None of this looks like I imagined. And at that point, I didn't care. I was like, this is not the wedding I've planned in my head a million times, but it didn't matter. And that was when you really do know you're like, I'm like, I just want to get married. So how are we going to do this? And then it became really about how to get the families to feel like that they could come to the forefront. Because for my husband, I were like, Family mattered the most. That's what we really bonded on. He's very involved in his family. I'm very involved in mine. So having our families get some things that they wanted on our wedding day really was fine for us. I mean, I was a Christmas bride. I would never be a, I was December twentieth. That to me is insane in D.C. on December twentieth. Like I would never do that. And yet I look back and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? His sister lived in Singapore. My brother lived in Florida. They have ch- you know school age kids that's when vacation was. I knew I wanted to have a baby. So I wasn't trying to wait six months. So it was like, it made perfect sense. Like, do you know what I mean? Like everything made sense when you really sort of peeled back the meaning of it and got to the heart of the matter. And that's what I was able to return to time and again. But I did have a, a life coach I was working with. And I'm telling you, like you said, there were more tears during that phase than ever in my life. And I was like, damn, how am I crying? How am I sad? When I really, really did, I mean, the people that know me know, I was like, dating is my, you know, my um, part-time job. Like, I was so wanting to get married. That was like a very, very huge life priority for me. So it was like, I have this ring. I have this amazing fiance. How can this feel so heavy and hard? And even just like the changing of the name thing, like, I was like, oh, I will never. I, mean, I had a boss who didn't change her name. And I was always like, that is so weird that you didn't change your name. Like, I am mistraditional and I will change my name. Until you're, like, getting the paperwork to change your name. And you're like, what the hell is this? Like, how do you all of a sudden go to work one day and you don't even know how to write your own name? Like, it's the weirdest thing. And also, you're, like, looking at his sisters and you're like, well, I've got your old last name. And then you're looking at your family and you don't fit in. Like, or it's... A thing and I don't think there's a right or wrong to it, but you got to get real clear and intentional about it, and you got to have the hard conversations. For the women, it's going to bring up. I mean, I think for everyone, that brings up stuff. And you decide. For me, the deciding factor was I don't want to have a different last name than my kids. So, like, I don't know why that always just bugged me. Like, I've also talked about like you show up for pick up, and you're like, oh, this is my name, and that's their name. Like that for me was like, I'm like. I want to have the same as my kid, whatever. But I think there's a million creative solutions that people are doing now. and am looking new family and last names and all these cool things. But it, it, people are like sometimes they're they, sometimes women choose. is like, I want to keep my name like professionally. I'm good. I want to just stick with it. And then their husband's like all offended. And they're like, why are you offended? Like, so it's like one of these like, big, small, but big things that like we've got to talk through guys and we got to just be like, let's just bring it out in the open and like, Call a spade a spade and let everybody have their feelings about it. And again, all these things took me off guard. I really thought I was like traditional, like I don't care. I will just be so excited to walk down the aisle. None of this will affect me, and yet it all affected me, and it was really tough.
2: Yeah. Do you have any regrets
1: for my wedding? Yeah. Um. Gosh. That's such a good question. Um, I don't think I have- it
2: sounds like you did a lot. You said it yourself. Yeah. You're balancing his family. You're balancing your yes. family. And then at some point you go, wait a second, what am I even doing? Like, what about me? Right. I'm the person who's doing this for me and my partner. What am I even getting that I wanted?
1: Right. Um, yeah, I think in the end, like I really did get what I wanted was that both families showed up we had 300 people at the Mayflower. It was a great, great experience. And it was funny because the whole time I was toggling between like, gosh, should I be should I be making this thing that feels hard to happen? Should I be making it happen? And then um, so sadly, you know, probably a year into our marriage, my father-in-law passed away. And it's like one of those things where it was like, this is why we did this. I wanted that. Like... That's the thing with weddings and funerals. People tend to show up. It's one of those things where, you know, as a photographer, like all the family is there. And those photos and those memories just become like a legacy moment. They just live on and on. And I was like, I mean, it just gives me chills because it was so sad. But like he was such a big part of our wedding and he was on the dance floor and he was – you know, he owned a hotel in Iran, and so he had he had a lot of like the hotel side. So he was very like kind of involved more, I think, than a lot of groom's fathers might be in the wedding. Um, and so I think just looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm just so glad we did it that way, and I'm so glad because that's what I do think when you make these make the weddings and 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 go through your family stuff instead of running away from it, like you just are building such a stronger groundwork. You're building beautiful memories and photos and I'm just so I am I'm so glad it all went the way it went and I do think if I didn't have emotional support it might (laughs) have crushed me because it was hard it was really hard yeah yeah,
2: well, and I see you, Sarah, nodding your head when we're talking about photography because, of course, that's like the why behind what you do. Like the photography is the let's preserve that memory and have that there so that way, you know, it's bound to happen at some point, whether it's the next year or 20 years later, somebody who is there on your wedding day isn't there anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, like there are special moments. Like I had, um, I had a couple who – Um, the bride's side was deaf. Um, And as she's walking back down the aisle, he signed, I love you, to her. Um, And it's, like, my favorite picture. It still, like, gives me goosebumps when I think about it, because that's something that, like, she. it was the first, she called me when I sent out the gallery, and she was like, that is the most important picture of this entire thing. Because eventually, like, he's not going to be there anymore. Um, And, you know, this is years ago, but it still gives me goosebumps when I think about it because that's something that she gets to keep forever. Mm -hmm. And it's saying something physically um, as opposed to just mouthing it or something. So it's an even more, it resonates even more. I'll post it on our Instagram. Um, But- you know, I don't even, I don't sign, but I knew what happened in that moment. And I'm so glad that I snapped that
1: photo. Yeah. That's so special. It's so special. Oh, yeah.
2: Kara, do you give out these tips online? I'm again, I'm a newlywed. I'm not in the pre-wedding stuff, but I'm still very much in the like, Two families blending together, yeah, partner, like figuring it all out. And can can I like follow you on Instagram so I can hear some, some more emotional support tips? Because I gotta be honest, y'all, I need the emotional support, especially yeah. in a COVID year.
1: Um, exactly. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. That's where I do most of my social media and it's at Karagasa Bay. And it's funny because I do a lot of just relationship stuff, a lot of contents, even because I just, it's, you know, everything is everything. And so a lot of it really is about like, how do we build these strong, because it's like you said, it's, I'm helping the bride because I think like you change a woman and you change the world. So it's like, I'm like, help a bride at this point, start off that that union in a stronger, better position emotionally and mentally and relationally, so then we have stronger families and just like a healthier, happier world. So, I feel like, um, yeah, it's it always comes down to that relationship advice, really, that anybody can use. That's the cool thing. It's like it's all about the bride, but like I have random people watching it, they're like, Can I use it? I'm like, Yes, everyone, it's for everyone. Um, it's it's all helpful relationship stuff, and a lot about a lot of my stuff is marriage prep, which you can do anytime. I'm like always like sending stuff to my, my husband's always like watching my videos. He's like, Oh, good thing you said that. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> so it's always helpful. So, yeah, follow awesome. me on Instagram. I love it. Awesome.
0: And, um, what where can everyone find you? We'll tag your website, but where yeah. can people um get in touch with you online?
1: I'm at caramoreen.com. That's the website and yeah, Kara Gassabay on Instagram and um, I have Facebook, Kara, I guess Kara Gassabay and Kara Morning Bridal Coaching. But yeah, I am out there and just ready to like chat with anybody. I have people just kind of like DMing me random questions at night. I'm like, I got you girl, like free mini session, like get on there. I'm loving to just talk to as many brides as I can right now.
0: I love it. That's amazing, and thank you so much for being here today. Um, this was an amazing discussion. Um, I loved that we talked about not just you know what you do, but why you do it, and how it's not um, it's not that it's not inclusive. It's actually empowering um, to work with just brides. And, um, and, you know, that is such a crazy discussion. And I'm really glad that you're one doing this and two that we had the opportunity to discuss all of the ins and outs and aspects of why you do what you do. So thank you so much for being here. Um, and Taylor, my amazing co host, thank you for being here as well. Where can people find you on Instagram and online? You're welcome. Always a
2: pleasure. I'm online. My website is Lteditorial.com and my Instagram is the same LTEditorial. And so you can find me following Kara on Instagram. soaking <laughs> up all these relationship tips for my for my new marriage. Um so I'm good. I'm really excited that we did this because I feel like especially at, it's a women's issue and and people overlook that a lot. And I do think, you know. There should be somebody out there for the men too, for the grooms too. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think the the women have an extra burden on their shoulders. So
0: I'm just really grateful that we that we met, Kara. And thanks, Sarah, as always, for having me. Of course. Um, we love having you here, Taylor. Um and Please follow us on Instagram. We are at The Wedding Dish Podcast. We will share photos. We'll share information from Kara. Um, I will share some of my stories about changing my last name. Um, We'll share tons of things from Taylor as well. Um, And our website is theweddingdishpodcast.com. You can read our show notes, uh, the transcripts, because we are committed to accessibility here um, and apply to be a guest speaker, all kinds of stuff. And um, make sure you tune into next week's episode and follow, subscribe, and rate the wedding dish um, on your preferred podcast listening to platform. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Have a wonderful rest of the day, and we'll catch you all next week. Cheers. Thank
1: you.